Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cash, and welcome to the Dork Forest. We have sitting in my living room in Van Nuys, uh, Mr. Dana Gould. Welcome to the program, Dana. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Good to be back in Van Nuys. <laughs> Good to be. It's always fun to be back with a view of the Pacoima Wash. I can show it to you before you leave. It's the jewel in the crown of the San Fernando Valley. Van Nuys. Wow. Yeah. You know, I would I would say that. You know what I like about it? Don't have to dress up to go to the grocery store. Indeed. That is my uh, mm-hmm. my my favorite thing. The website of course jackiecation.com and dorkforest.com it's on iTunes, it's on everything you want to be on. There's a an iPhone app and an Android app if you want to buy them for extra content. Otherwise it's free on Stitcher for your fancy phone. And uh Dana J Gould is your at on Twitter and then there's right. a danagould.com I bet. There's a danagould.com which has may- maybe all my stuff. Wherever you want to, yeah. wherever you're performing. That sounds like a George Carlin. It sounds like it's, <laughs> if you go to danagool.com, you can download old George Carlin stuff. No. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that, that, I remember that bit. Didn't he used to do? Yeah, was, yeah all, a place for my stuff. A place for my stuff. Yeah. He did it on a homeless benefit, wasn't it? Yes, the first he did. Time the he comic did that? relief. Yeah. That was it. It's, I just, I just got off the phone with his daughter. It's a very small, very small world. That is the tiniest world ever. <laughs> I love the his, circle uh, of the His daughter stuff. Kelly works for uh, the green room. Paul Provenza. Are, have you done that yet? I have. I have. I'm doing it again, and uh, tomorrow night. And I actually know uh, Kelly, his daughter, very right, well. Right. She's great and very does very funny. Does she do stand up at all? Right. She's a writer, and uh, she has a oh, podcast, okay. and um, doesn't do stand up specifically, but is a writer and an actress, and very funny in her own right. She's got her got and her smart dad's walking mind. around. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It's all. It's always exciting to find out that that like comics um, had children and lives. Yes, he, you know, even you know, as as he's passed away, but it's he sort of left legacy that isn't just some really great bits from 1990. <laughs> Starting startling <laughs> uh, output he had, I believe, fourteen one-hour specials. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that is insanity. It's somewhat daunting. <laughs> that is a little daunting. <laughs> that is a little daunting. It's uh, I have two albums, and exactly, somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. That's yeah. uh, your album, The Funhouse. Is, yes. uh was one of my very favorite albums. It oh, was thank given you. to me on uh just released on vinyl. Was re released on vinyl? Yeah. Because I'm in this for the money. Well that's what uh that's where the real numbers are these days, right? <laughs> is uh yes. someone has to find the old clothes and play. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get that to work again. Uh <laughs> that's That's hilarious. Yeah. Do that you was, have a needle? <laughs> exactly. Remember that that was always the big challenge too, was getting a needle. Yep. To replace the needle that broke. And if you had a, this, this sounds like the old fart hour. Right, and welcome you, to if it. If your record was particularly scratchy, you could tape a penny what? to the arm of your record player and the needle oh. wouldn't jump as much. Right, because it would weigh it down. Mm-hmm. I do, I do remember my brothers old doing that. Old record technology. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I got. I'm 77 <laughs> years young. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the, it's, see, I've been wanting to have you, the Dork Forest was sort of made for you. In, yes. To some extent, just because, Tina Gold, you were, I, I think it was 94 when I first heard the the very first Planet of the Apes bit <laughs> ever being done yes. by anyone. And I was like, oh my God, it had it has the added bonus of being a nostalgia bit where people are like, oh my God, I remember that. That's hilarious already. And then it having a punchline, which uh, I'm a big fan of. With yeah, a nostalgia there's, a, bit. there's a trick to that. <clears throat> Sometimes you're not, you, you talk about subjects that you like, but it's not. There's no joke to it. Right. It's just 
comedy adjacent. It, it is adjacent. <laughs> it makes everybody laugh yeah. and smile. Yeah, it has a lot of the ingredients of a joke, but it doesn't really have a joke. I'm going through that right now, oddly enough, with a genre thing. I have a, I, um, one of the things that I do is, um, with, with Blaine Kapach, our friend. Right. Um, I, uh, host the these show. shows Lucha Vavoom, which I'm sure you know of. I do not. Uh, Lucha, Lucha Vavoom is a, uh, masked Mexican wrestling. Oh. And, uh, Okay. Uh, masked Mexican wrestling and uh, burlesque review. Okay. That we do at the Mayan Theater three or four times a year. Wow. All um, right. Vavum dot com. All right. L u c i a. L u c h a. H a. Hi. Lucha. It's Mexican wrestling. L- it's Mexican wrestling. Wrestling. I don't know right. why. I and we and we ho- and and Blaine hosts the show and he and I um, crack wise a la Mystery Science Theater as the wrestling match. Pursuit. Okay. Cool. Um, and then uh, the nights I don't do it, Tom Kenny does it. Oh. Always with Blaine. Always with um, Blaine. Always good. But I had this character that I wanted to do that's based on what I think is the only job I could ever really do well is host horror movies. <laughs> I have like a horror movie host character called Charles St. Charles, host right. of the fictional macabre world of Charles St. Charles <laughs> with Charles St. Charles. Uh, and he's basically, it's just Vincent Price with Orson Welles' voice. The mysterious world of Charles St. Charles <laughs> with your host. Charles St. Charles. <laughs> and he's really easy to write dialogue for, but I want to do a show with him. Like, right. I want to do something with him for Funny or Die or Adult Swim or someplace that's not too long format. Right. But the trick is, how is it funny? Because you can't just, yeah, he's funny and he introduces stuff. It's like, well, no, it's just comedy adjacent. Right, because it is, it is a genuinely funny voice. Right. You're saying, uh, you just, you wanted to say him to say I wanted so- to be in a situation where it's genuinely funny and not just, aren't these guys funny? Let's watch right. him do crap. It's the hilarity ensues, but, yeah. uh, and. I think I have it. I, and- it took literally three months to come up. Oh with my. What I think There's would so be much the there. I think that, that sounds great. And the, the idea that we're toying with now. And by we, I mean me and a pen. Um, <laughs> well, as long as you're not alone yeah. in it. You take him out of his element, and uh, oh. he has a, like a uh, a little brother from the Big Brother program. Okay, and a mentoring sort of like, moment? Yeah, it's it's basically about a boy with Vincent Price. Oh, yes, because that's what you want to do. You want to hand a boy right. to Vincent Price and exactly. think, I wonder what would happen. You're on your own. <laughs> Hope it all works out. Right. I would like... Uh, but you can't just have him introducing horror movies because that's the obvious thing. Right. And where I would go, which, I mean, as a, as a first place is, I would like to hear him do the works of uh, Hugh Grant, like two weeks notice and music mm-hmm. and lyrics. If oh, he just, that's good. Yeah. 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 Just introduce, he could do some, some introduction of some, some romantic comedies. Cause oh, that's surprised. good too. That's good too. Why wasn't he ever, why wasn't he ever in a romantic comedy? He was always he so was likable. In, he was in Laura. He was in the movie Laura, the famous, uh, Otto Preminger movie. Really? With, Vincent uh, Price. Yeah. With, um, Alan Ladd, where he's the, he's the red herring. I know you think I killed Laura, Lieutenant, but <laughs> I just have one of those faces. People just think I'm guilty of something. Uh, is that an actual quote from the movie? Yes, that is an actual quote from the wow. movie. Wow. It's, yeah. He, I, I, I don't want to ruin the movie for you because oh, it's from the uh, 1940s. Right, right. Yeah, please. Good spoiler alert. Uh, usual suspects. <laughs> it's a ghost. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, my theory is, is that if you've got made it to the, it was like, I remember the crying game. I was watching the, uh-huh. the, the Academy Awards for the crying game with somebody who said, wow, that guy's dressed as a man. And I looked at him and I said, I take it he played a woman in the movie? He's like, oh my God, you didn't see it? And I said, oh, there's no way that I should have 
been protected. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. you can't be protected. No, you can't say that you, late in the game. Yeah, it's it's not fair. Darth <laughs> Vader is Luke's what? What? What is happening? <laughs> I know. It's a uh, yeah. What I I used I to actually like... I met Vincent Price. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah, which is a that is amazing. Minor claim to fame. That is. A... I met. Yeah, I was a freshman at Univ- at uh, UMass, and he came to speak to our theater department. Really? And I got to meet him afterwards very briefly. Just very br- what it did Shook did he have great stories and Yeah, it was just like his his standard Right, just know, his spiel about just, being you know, him. The theater needs you. You know that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but you've got to I mean, I there are stories that um that I've read about, like you got to meet Charlton Heston. I did, and that's, that, that's been on video. That's on video. That's on, that story is <laughs> on proof video. Proof of that. And, and, me, just... and when I met him, is on video. We did the show Politically Incorrect. Together, oh, that's right. The Bill with Maher Bill Maher with yeah. uh, on Comedy Central. Right? Yeah, and he was super great because I, uh, you know, obviously, uh, he he we came out to do the show, and he came out a separate door. So the very first time I meet him is when he walked out of the set, and I just. I should put this on my website. I just have to digitize it to an MP4. But he right. just, I just start laughing. It's so ridiculous. And he's, a, he's three feet taller than I am. I mean, he's just a mountain <laughs> of a man. Even at that, even older and, right. He, you know, he'd gotten to the point where he started shrinking. Right. Which happens. Uh, but he was still, uh, he was still Moses. He was still, he was still... Yeah. He's still Taylor. <laughs> and, uh, and then, Afterwards, I showed him a picture that was my Christmas card from earlier that year that was me over a gorilla from the movie holding him on a leash. And I said, like, I joked to you about the movie. I really do love the movie. Right. This is my Christmas card. He's like, he, his wife, Lydia, was with him. He goes, Lydia, look, this is his Christmas card. <laughs> was, and I said, this is, you'll, this is perfect for, for your podcast. I said, this is somewhat dorky. Right. But would you mind signing this? And he signed it. And then he walked away and he turned around and he walked back and he, clasped me by the shoulders and he right. said this might be dorky too but i'd be happy to send you a picture from the film if you'd like oh my god <laughs> I yeah said, i'd love it and he goes give me your address wow three days later three days later three, yeah maybe four but that's it within did the not, week well yeah i did not lose the piece of paper old school no old school very that's well. how they did it you want People a picture hand me send cards. it to you yeah, people people hand me cards all the time. Yeah, it just Stacks goes into gone. that big wine wine glass on your piano. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. The baby grand I have over in my yeah. nine hundred sixty six square foot. It's a it's a glamorous lifestyle. Yeah, but, so, but he was you, lovely. That's he was great. Lovely. And I met yeah I met Roddy McDowell. And did you get to meet Roddy McDowell? I did meet Roddy McDowell. And later, right? Don't you live in his house? I live in his house. You live in his house. Yeah, that's amazing. Casa Cornelius. Is- <laughs> The name of the name of our it. wireless network. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Don't tell me your. Did the neighbors yeah. know? Is it protected? Is there a firewall? <laughs> no, it's not protected. You you can come in. You can come in. You just this be a, a neighbor network. and just what do you use do? your wireless. Buy something on eBay. Well, that that's. I mean, ours is protected, but that's only because Andrew Solomson set it up, and uh, and he likes to. What it can happen if people get on your wireless network? They just steal your wireless network. They, but they can just, they can they like, it's like order the rats a bomb of NIM. And, No, no, it's just yeah. the rats of Nim. They're just using your electricity. Yeah, yeah and true. and they can have my electricity. Yeah, my, I know both my neighbors. They're they're very nice people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feel knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you don't want to get DSL yeah. of your own. Feel well, actually, one of my is one of my neighbors is uh, is probably somebody familiar to your fans. Is uh. uh Sci-fi zone, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. I am not familiar with Clancy. You, Brown. if you pick him up online, you oh him. He was the big mean guard in the Shawshank Redemption. He is the voice of Lex Luthor from oh uh, from the animated. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. great. 
He's very the Shawshank uh, Redemption. He was the mm-hmm. giant guy who needed tax help in the Shawshank yeah. Redemption. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a. I love that movie. He was the evil priest in Carnival. Wow. And uh, he's in all sorts of stuff. And he's a, our backyard neighbor. And uh, I, oddly enough, his his son and my daughter go to school together, so I I drive his kid to school sometimes. Okay. A little carpool. Little. It's a. Well, do you know? Do you have on Sirius? They have radio classics, and I just listen to old time radio shows. Mm-hmm. So my my eight year old daughter is really into old time radio shows, <laughs> as is Cl- Clancy's son. So they'll be driving, and they're just two nine year old kids in the back seat talking about Johnny Dollar, Johnny and Dollar, the Shadow, and oh, it's really shadow. a riot. I love I love the Shadow. It's a hoot. Yeah, that's great. I just had uh, the Thrilling Adventure guys on. Yeah, on yeah. The show and yeah. they were. I I was like, so you guys must know a lot about old-timey radio and they said no no no, no. <laughs> what we know is what we think we remember and like about that's all you need radio. that's all you need to do if, if they're going to recreate the best of what they remember about old-timey yeah. radio that's that's all that needs to be done yeah that's all you need to do you don't have to you don't have to um i'm writing a feature about some people that get um stranded on a it's a comedy it's about some people that get stranded on the moon and Right, and um, one of the producers gave me this like twelve hundred hist- page history of NASA. Wow! Like, Thank you. I'm never going to read it. Never. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how yeah. much I love yeah. the moon. Yeah, or but like, there's what, no... how is this going to work into the movie? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it what I mean. And the thing is, a lot of great gags about the Jet Propulsion Lab. Oh, it just, doesn't matter. No. Yeah. No. I know a, a guy who works is, there, though. A lot of heavy research is just putting off your work. <laughs> it really, it feels like procrastination yeah. just because... Just putting off your work. And it isn't necessarily fun to read if you're just going to write something that is just... Like, h- how are you at actual science? Because you like science fiction and you like... I'm miserable at actual science. I'm terrible at yeah. actual science. But yeah. I love the idea. Like, yeah. I'll sit and watch an episode of Bones where even I can tell that the science is not, is complete bullshit. Yeah. Because there's, no one has a hologram machine that can make the dead yeah. come back to life. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you who did it. It turns out she was five foot four and she looked like that. Yeah. I'm fascinated more like what happened recently is just a hundred dead birds fall out of the sky. Right. That I find fascinating. That I want to get into that science. Right. And I want to know, like, did, did, did you know that someone told me that, that they found out why the bees were all dying? Is that there was a virus that went among the bees. Because for a long time... Bee they, AIDS. It was like bee AIDS. Yeah. But it wasn't Bades. cell phone used BAIDS right. with a, an apostrophe. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the band. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's... But yeah, I would... Like, the birds falling out of the sky are a billion dead fish in the... Right. Chesapeake Bay. Did you hear about there's Prozac in the shrimp? No. Yeah, yeah, because we're throwing away a lot of Prozac, I guess, and now uh, the first really? people to get that. Who's throwing away Prozac? That's <laughs> well, what I want to know. People, it's expired Prozac, so maybe... maybe oh, uh, so the shrimp... Shrimp are in pretty good mood, is what I'm hearing. Well, that'd be a really... You know, it, it, you want to see things get really interesting really quick. Watch the food supply start to get endangered. Right. That's when That's when things get really spicy very quickly. It's it's gonna be. I wonder. I'm about the chairman the... of Dow Corning. Great, let's eat his legs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people aren't gonna care about your job at that point. No, I no. have a lot of money. Good, we'll use it as paper towels as as we mop our our, our chops yeah. up after sop, eating you. Sop is, up. It's gonna be great. But what was it? Uh, I heard somebody do a bit. It was Marin. It was Mark Marin did a thing about how the Chinese were gonna rule the world because they're the only ones that can cook and prepare jellyfish. 
oh. and make it edible. I don't think he's done anything with it. Uh, Mark, if you're listening, and we know he isn't, because mm-hmm. I have dozens of listeners. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Start working on that bit again, because it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good bit. My daughters are Chinese. That's why we adopted them, so I could hide behind them when one day when it hits the fan. <laughs> so you have three Chinese daughters. I do. All right. That's not just an REM song. <laughs> three Chinese daughters. <laughs> three ch- uh, seven Chinese brothers is okay. the REM song. Oh man, remember Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Oh, you got pictures? Oh, look at that. My it's a welcome to radio, where I get to see the pictures of his daughters, and they're adorable. Those are good-looking kids. They're well, handsome kids. They're, yeah, yeah. I have nothing to do with it. No, no. Nice work uh, non-genetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You're just like... They're well, good stuff. Very funny. Are they? Yeah. Is I was it, like... You know, it it affects your... Like, it's harder to go on the road and things like that because you just, you just physically can't be away. There's too much to do and and you just hate it. Because you hate just around. missing? Yeah. You're just... You're not there. And it's it's really... Really? Because, you know... Gruesome. We don't have any kids, and we we thought about adopting and stuff like that. But you know what? What Andy says is that he says their children really don't deserve two bad cops, and we're both kind of jackassy with hilarious. with adult with children. Yeah, it's a lot of sort of. But you're not with your own. With your, I mean, I suppose there'd be more. You know, you're not I, with your own. And well, you know, look, there's a lot of kids I hate. Right. Well, yeah. I have 13 nieces and nephews. Yeah. Too. There's a there's a kid at my daughter's school that I will tell you he's not 10 years old yet. He is a douchebag. He is, yeah. and he's just going to grow up to be. You even. Guy, I can see him. Yeah, I can see him when he's 19. I can see him when he's 39. <laughs> he's just going to be a fuck yeah. for the entirety yeah, of his. Yeah, he's just going to be fantastic. a real bastard. That's um, I yeah, I mean, I I like him. It's uh, I like kids. My sister has a couple of kids. They have a couple of science That's babies, good. and I took care of them for a couple of days. There's not you're. Your girls are, one's nine, but... Eight, six, and, uh, yeah, eight. Eight, six, and one. One. Okay. Right. So her youngest is nine months, and I took yeah, care of them. they don't do anything. They're, they're like a jellyfish. And they cry. There was, yeah. I had to take care of the, uh, for three days and three nights. It's like, yeah, they cry for no reason. They cry, A, for it. no reason, and B, for it's the only way they can communicate. It's like dating an actress. A <laughs> lot of tears. Lot some of tears. for a reason, some for no reason. Right. And all yeah, you can do is just tears. sort of nod. Wake up, start apologizing. <laughs> That's how I go through life. I wake up, I start apologizing. Oh, I hope it all brief, works out. Brief periods for meals and hygiene. <laughs> all right. I can't talk about kids. I can't, no. actually. You can hear people switching off. <laughs> And done. No one cares. Nobody cares. People. Nobody cares. People have them though. People. Um. All. A lot of my listeners. They all got kids. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going these days. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, you know. I, um. But it's hard. I don't really. People like. Do you talk about your kids? No, not so much. Oh, on stage. It's more people's reaction to having kids, and like, you know, let's say for an example. Like, women like. Some you get a lot of people that think like I don't have kids, but I know what you're going through. Because my cat ah, is right, just right. like a kid. Right. It's like, when was the last time you laid awake at night because you said something that will make your cat grow up to be a stripper? Right. You know, it's not the same thing. It isn't the same, not thing. The same thing at all. Your pet is not your kid and, yeah. and your plants If your are cat not... gets hit by a bus, you're messed up for weeks. Someone was just telling me. If your me kid that... gets hit by a bus, you're done. You're over. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah. you're over. 
Someone was telling me that having a garden was just like having a child. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Because the tomatoes wouldn't grow. Who was it that was telling me that? It's a fascinating tale. I'll, was it, was to tell it, it someone's character or uh, was it a real person? No, it was a real person wow. talking about That's it. impressive and, stuff. And then trying to backpedal almost immediately, which I admired. Yeah. I admired. And or if then, you're John Wayne Gacy, you actually have a garden composed of kids. Right. When the burying head first, mm-hmm. butt in the air. Did he do that? He, no. It was, oh. a, it was my Who new imagery. That? I like that. It's imagery of, of uh, you know, I have this image of, because someone was complaining about Obama recently to me. And I was like, <gasps> I know, I, I'm shocked. But, uh, but I was, you know, I just, I consider that the guy has been shoveling sand against the, the tide for like two years, right? Yeah. And so I cut him more slack than other people just because I didn't think he was that magical to begin with. Yeah. I thought he was just a man. Yeah. And, um, yeah, a lot of people thought he was Bagger Vance, the magic right, black that, guy yes, that could solve that he was everything. was just going to fix it all. Yeah. And sadly, you know, he can't just wave his hand and yeah. all of a sudden there aren't any more yeah. problems. And it's funny because if you watch Hollywood movies, you're raised to believe that all black guys were magic. Right. It's not true. It was going to be amazing. Yeah. Hudsucker uh, Proxy, Bagger Vance, all those <laughs> right, movies. Right. All those. Uh, many of them are just guys. Just human beings yeah, that turns just, just really, walking yeah. around. And did you see, uh, you didn't happen to see the, um, the, the Daily Show last night about, about the Huck Finn thing, did you? Cause you no, know, about uh, the book. The, the book, they want to take the word, the N word yeah, out and, yeah. and just change it to the word slave. Yeah. And I've heard, and I've read excerpts from it before and after. Right. Right. And, but, well, the, the, what I liked was, can you do we have to say well can I ask you an n-word question yeah it's a true story I've been collecting comedy albums since I was 14 right and my favorite Richard Pryor album is an album that he released in 1974 called That Nigger's Crazy right and I was talking about comedy albums with a very good friend of mine who's black right. and I said well I like you know that yeah huh yeah. and he, he said well you know if you're just talking about the album you can say it right so and then it, now it's awkward because I'm right in front of them, and we're just one on one at a right. table in a restaurant. But now I have to say it. Right. But it's like, and I'm and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And eventually, he just out it came. Right. And he just said, yeah, and nothing happened, and it was just like this weird moment where it's like when you just miss a car accident, and you're like, that's that's not supposed to happen. I get yeah. away with it. And now, it's all I want to talk to him about. Like, he calls me up at night, like, my mom's really <laughs> sick. What's your favorite comedy album? Mine, oh, mine, ask me. Man, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, what I like, yeah, I don't have a huge problem saying the word. I mean, I, I yeah. don't say it much. I don't, I say it in, in, in context. Yeah, you know, if it you're doesn't quoting come someone, up. don't shout it out your car window. <laughs> no, no, I We're lost. Gonna... Let's ask those. That's not, that's not how you that say it. That is not how it goes. But I... if I'm referencing a quote of Richard Pryor, if I'm trying to identify something I'm going to buy. Yes. And, and I believe I'll that the it. definition was, is that, is that Jim was no longer a slave in the book. The he... whole point of the book, the, the, the sentence that they used in the book was, uh, when I believe it's Huckman's father is complaining about, um, uh, somebody voting. And right. he said, I would have gone down there if I wasn't so drunk. Right. And, and the, the, he's pointed, he, the, even at that time, he's making the point, you know, ignorant people said this. That's, yes. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. The that's satire. the whole point of it. No, it's, 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 yeah. it's indefensible. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and it's, there's no and why way. Why are they cutting them out of Ralph Ellison books? You know? And, and everything else. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, there's one of my favorite authors is this woman named Cage Baker, who's a science fiction author mm-hmm. who, who writes about a sanitized future where, uh, everyone has sippy cups. 
All the adu- <laughs> all the adults of the future have sippy cups. We're living in it. Yeah. And uh, I thought and, it was about the future. And the <laughs> right, and the vegans have taken over, and and they release. You know, I think somewhere in the twenty second century, the uh, all the animals are given their civil rights, and the dogs, the wild dogs, use their civil rights better than the wild chickens. And now there are no more chickens. Oh, oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, but chocolate is made illegal in addition to liquor and cigarettes and drugs and everything. Well, there's absolutely, yeah, th- well, there's absolutely a liberal tyranny in the right. same way there's a conservative tyranny. Right. The libertarian just comes all the way around from the right all the way to the left. Yeah. Which, and so the crazy liberals go all the way to the left, yeah. all the way to the right. And you're just, you just want to poke them both. It's just the as my friend drugs. Kevin Rooney said, it's just the difference between shit and chocolate covered shit. <laughs> I don't mind that because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's uh, yeah. Hmm, yeah. Which one do I want? I like the idea of chocolate covered shit a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, but not that much. Which is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... it's not that much. But there is a growing wedge of the cultural pie that I just don't understand at all. You know, I don't. I, I I'm completely divorced from so much of of the modern world. Anyway, I, I'm like I don't get like the the whole concept of plastic surgery. Oh right, which is just de rigueur. I told. I mean, it's it's. We give a lot of money to um, the the smile train. Uh, my youngest. Oh, the daughter, cleft palate. Yeah, my business. youngest daughter was born with a cleft lip, and and right. um, so we had that. You know, she was very very lucky because she was able to come to America and have an incredible surgeon do it. You right. Know, at a great hospital, and, and a lot of people don't have that luxury. It's very simple, and it affects their entire life, and completely needlessly. It's a very simple operation. So we give money to this. The smile train the people. Smile train, right? It's like and Operation like, Smile is the other one. Is it and something like two hundred and fifty dollars? Is yeah, can 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 be a one surgery? Yes, and yeah. you change their life, right? So they send us this photo book of before and after pictures as a yeah. thank you, <laughs> and one it's like don't spend money on on Anything. me. I'm yeah. giving you the money, you know. And right. the photo book is just. You know, it's like you see these people and you think, there are days when God just goes, I'm going to make some people just for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) If you believe in God, this will challenge it. So that surgery I can understand. But then there's people that just, like, if you, you, I look at the moms in my kid's school, women with, like, plastic surgery face. Right. You know, they look you like know a placement. that face. Yeah. It's no, no matter who they look like going in, they all come out looking like the girl in the band. From the Muppet Show, <laughs> the girl with oh, the right. long blonde hair. Is and that the hat. a girl? Yeah, it's a girl. That's why they it's all. Always... They all come out looking like and and things like and bre- and, and breast implants. I don't. It's like right. It's like there's nothing sexy about a, no. a bag of of volleyballs. It's no, a, um, <laughs> and they don't. That's the interesting thing. They don't bio breast implants. Saline implants do not biodegrade ever. No. Oh, really? They can't. It's, they're inside your body. They oh, right, right. So now when... think about the Beverly Hills Cemetery. Yikes. What false conclusions <laughs> will alien archaeologists <laughs> take from our culture when they exhume the Beverly Hills? The wealthiest females were buried with water balloons. You know, right. That That's... and plastic bags don't biodegrade. When do you think the aliens are going to come? Uh, a couple years. A couple years? All they're right. going to find all these plastic bags, too, and think... This, whatever is in here, this must be what they cherished because right. it's been saved for posterity. <laughs> it's just dog shit. They're going to think it. we're a race of water balloons loving skeleton people who use dog shit for money. They're <laughs> right. going to draw that is, the that, wrong conclusion. They will draw the wrong conclusions. Yeah. It's true. It's, um, 
Yeah, I think about, I have some friends that are genuinely addicted to it. You know, they're just mm-hmm. like, it starts out relatively innocuously enough, I guess, as I, you know, where I'm just going to get this vein taken out of the back of my leg that no one's ever noticed. Right. And then, you know, then they have some sort of double chin issue that no one I, You ever... know, when I was on a sitcom, I, um, they suggested that I get a chin implant. Oh, really? And it's and I was like, but I have a, I you know, they, and then it's working like, with. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is pretty good. And then it's just I just don't get it. Yeah, get it. and and, and uh, right. I mean, and, and I, if you look like it becomes more and more a par- If you look like a partially melted person, I can understand it. But right, you know, there's just not everybody. Not everybody needs it, but it's just, um, it's yeah. a source of income. For it's people. a genuine source. And and the longer I live, sort of buried in in this sort of culture the mm-hmm. more sort of i think oh well that seems sane when it is genuinely not sane it's genuinely not sane and then you get you know i i'm sure i will tell you right now joan rivers would be much more appealing to look at if she had never had plastic surgery that's true she I would mean, just look like a nice did you see that movie we, we've talked about it on on the show i've talked about her, her movie yeah her movie. yeah it's a fantastic it's movie a but movie. it's it, it is it's like looking at um, a, a wax muppet going through a, a second <laughs> midlife crisis. Working her ass off. Yeah, and because nothing is good enough for her. Yeah, you know she's never happy anyway. But she so. looks like if somebody gave you a Joan Rivers candle. <laughs> you know, she just has this sort of waxy, shiny. Yep. She has a sheen. There is a sheen. I, I had yeah. breakfast in uh, Encino a couple of months ago and uh, thought I saw her, but it was another woman who looked exactly yeah, like it's her. Yeah, same age. PSF. What's plastic that? surgery face. Plastic surgery face, right. and but of the same, I think. They era. all look like the cover of Communion. <laughs> What's that? The book Communion by uh, I think it's by Whitley Strieber. It's uh, it's Is the it uh, great. Yeah, it's about you know the aliens will come and save us. Nonfiction. Oh, nonfiction. Yeah, excellent. Aren't you into like Whitley Strieber and Art Bell and all that stuff? I am not, and I know who Art Bell is. Well, they're they're buddies. Oh, okay. The brilliance of Art Bell, if you've ever heard it, and you can hear it online. It's I think it's uh. After Dark is the name of the show, but the, he doesn't judge anybody. Like you, you he's on uh, AM radio, and it's okay. just it's the X Files radio show, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. You're on the air, sir. Uh, yes, I'm a time traveler from Andromeda. I work at a photo mat in Pacoima, Washington. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. <laughs> There's no judging. It's just so no super judging. supportive. Yes. Let's hear what yeah. you have uh, one, to say from your perspective. Not a lie. I turned it on one night, and I heard a guy. Go. I heard him t- talking to a caller saying. I, I was in my shower. We had a shower radio and I turned it on. I, I remember very specifically hearing this. I'm not saying that you're not the Antichrist, sir. What I'm saying is our Antichrist hotline was open last week and I get 47 calls. <laughs> that See, that is a perfect Dork Forest moment because incredibly supportive right there. Yeah, incredibly supportive. Yeah, yeah. Whatever works for you. What? Yeah, if that is, if that is something that gets you to UPS every day at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. to unload the trucks... By, by That's, God, do I, it. I agree completely. You know, and when you go to Comic Con, my wife always says, lid for every pot. You oh, know, right? You know, you see a morbidly obese C3PO yep. with somebody in an R2D2, bad R2D2. Right, right. They found each other. They found each other, God and their love, love is palpable. That's right. It's lovely. Yeah. I, I agree completely. That's great. It's, uh, uh, I like the idea of. Uh, last time I was at Comic Con, I saw four people dressed as Harry Knowles. Not four people dressed, four people dressed as one Harry Knowles. No. <laughs> I like, um, yeah, I don't, I, I feel like there isn't enough 
of me to know all the parts of the of 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 even one part of the dark forest, you know? Oh yeah, like, no. You're... Because the science fiction part of but it. But the whole nature of it is you find your part and you're into that. Right. And then and then that's a safe space for you because there's an entire field of people to hang out with. Mm-hmm. You know, um I help run. Andy runs a uh, a LARP. Mm-hmm. And he's done met many live action role playing games. Uh, right now we are in the midst of a 13 episode Deadwood LARP. Okay. Where we've run four, three episodes and people come in the house. It's just, and, and what I did, I didn't know what a, what a live action role playing game was. Right. And it's essentially a costume party with game mechanics. Yeah. And I do catering. I do uh-huh. craft services. That's what I'm in charge of. I'm in a LARP called My Marriage. You're in, yeah, I've thought about that. <laughs> also a live action role playing game. I've thought about that. Yeah. That marriage if feels a little the, bit like. We're in a uh, 15 year The Bickersons LARP. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What is that? The comic strip, the just the one. Um, uh, Andy it, Hardy. Is it's it? like an Andy Hardy. <laughs> no, kind not an Andy Cap. Um, an Andy Cap kind of like, but it's usually just one panel. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, they're wacky. They're always fighting. I never knew I had that much grumbling in me. Was there? Is there... My legs used. You know, I must have just. My legs were all grumbling, and now it's slowly coming up. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I think that uh, it adds to it too. Is that I never thought I could be in a relation because I'm. You know, I'm married. I'm married. Yeah. It's very exciting. And uh, <laughs> and every day that goes by and we don't not be married, I think, not a fluke. Right. I'm not doing anything wrong yet. Right. And, uh, but it's, I think it's just because it's comedy, you know, in comedy you think, well, I'm going to break this almost immediately. Sure. And, um. That way no one can break it and I'll be disappointed. Right. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I will break right. this. You right. will watch me. And so I spend a good portion of my time trying not to be in charge. Yeah. And, uh, so. That's yeah, I, I, it's true. It, it, it's a very comedian. In, it, it's a very comedian's impulse to be uh, to be to make fun control. of yourself before somebody yeah. makes fun of you. Robert of Schimmel uh, told me a story. The late the late Robert Schimmel yeah um, told me a story that uh, he went on an audition and uh, walked in and said, "Where do you want me to fail from?" <laughs> and the director said, "You just did." Oh, <laughs> boom. Oh, man. But I thought that was a very, that's a very comedian's, like, I know what's going to happen, so don't think I'm not in control of this. Right. I meant I to do that. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will, do, I will tell you how I don't get this. Yes, yeah, that's a very comedian's thing. That is very. And you got to be, you know, you see these people and, you know, it's like, you're just there but for the grace of God. There yeah. but for the grace of God. Yeah, and they're just, it's, it's so funny that, I've read several articles recently because of Geraldo and because of other comics that have that have passed away in sad circumstances. Mm-hmm. People are like, it's the genius that you know. There was like a, a coffee table book about the geniuses that had, that had killed themselves essentially, uh-huh. and you were just like, yeah, but what about the geniuses who continue to live? Yeah, you what know, about who, the people that aren't quite geniuses that <laughs> right, <laughs> were the you know. The, I mean, you only have to be a genius once really to be considered a genius. Yeah, and the fact that you continue to live after your genius—nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with living. Yeah, no, uh, it's true. It's uh, I mean, that's that's a romantic story that people like to write about because it's easy to write about. Right. You know. Yeah. I yeah. would much rather you know. It's like, yeah, Jim Morrison is on more posters, but uh, you know, the drummer's still around. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, the How know. awesome would it be to still yeah. be talking to Janis Joplin? Exactly. Yeah, that'd be nice to hear what she has to say well yeah. into her fifties. Yeah, that would have been I'd exciting. Be, uh, I'd much rather with John. I'd much rather be John Densmore than Jim Morrison. <laughs> John Densmore's probably riding his bike. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He exercises. Yeah, he has a nice life. 
Um, might need some tofu cheesecake. You know, trying yeah. to keep it real. Yeah, keep it. That, so it's it's really true, and that and that's just a sad way of uh, of um of trying to rationalize uh, people dying. Yeah. So, yeah, well, just, he was a, he was a genius. So he, he, yeah, he was no, a broken genius. No, it he, just sucks. It's just unfortunate, yeah. is what that is. And it's so. Do you do any just to get now that we're all depressed? <laughs> now that we're all depressed, let's let's ask the questions that I've always wanted to ask of Dana Gould. Uh, do you collect any action figures? Do you have stuff? Do I guess I do. Stuff? I have a lot of. I have uh, an eclectic uh, eclectic areas of interest. Okay. Um. I have uh, a couple. I have a like a lot of. I have. I have obviously a lot of Planet of the Apes stuff. Okay. But. I I got so I got to the point where you don't have the lawgiver, do you? No. I have something similar. Oh, My friend Brian has the lawgiver. Really, from the Planet of the Apes. Yes. That's amazing. The, and the story of how he got it is even more amazing. Um, he bought it at the Sammy Davis Jr. estate sale. <laughs> Yes. And it was given to Sammy by the producer of the movie, Arthur P. Jacobs, and they were very good friends. Okay. So my friend Brian got the uh, lawgiver at the Sammy Davis Jr. State Sale, refurbished okay. it, uh, and uh, then several years went by, and somehow someone who knew Roddy McDowell also knew Brian, and Roddy had the statue of Caesar from Battle for the Planet of the Apes, and he had it in his backyard, now That's my backyard. Yes. And... Uh, it was worse for wear, and they said, well, I think, you know, you should meet my friend Brian. He can refurbish it for you, and then he and Roddy met, and they became friends, and that's how I met Roddy. I met him at Brian's house. Okay. Um, and uh, so uh, there's a company that took, if you go to apemania.com, one word. And I will. Uh, it's a company that has uh, a lot of uh, prop replicas and, and things like that Okay. Uh, from the movies, and they, they, you know, if you've ever seen the, if you've ever like, gone to, like, the Planet of the Apes video game opens, and they have cast, you know, they have people running around. It's those guys. They have the original costumes and a lot of the original appliance molds. Oh, okay. And they they do that. Okay. So there, it's a whole business. Uh, they struck a mold from the original lawgiver, and I have the bust of it. Okay, so you have a the, bust of the lawgiver. Yeah, which was in the movie, also in the courtroom scene. Right. It was. It was. I've, what was in the 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 classroom scene? Was it wasn't the bust in the classroom scene when when he's hiding as he runs through the classes? Uh yes, it's uh that's no that's a full size one. It was a, it was okay. a funeral. It was a funeral, I believe. Oh. Um. Uh yeah, so I have that in the yard, and I have um. And you have Caesar too? No, no, that is actually now in the uh, in what is called Roddy's Rose Garden at the Screen Actors Guild Retirement Home. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's really, it's it's a very, so you know. People can visit it. People, yes, you can visit it. All right. And, um, I and love his work in Overboard. Let's just say He's that. very good at Overboard. Oh, that's a really good movie. That's really, <laughs> I love I like Overboard. That's a really good movie. Um, it holds up very well, quite honestly. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, and it's a very strange, um, uh, this is just a weird story. I don't know where it goes, but I'll tell it to you. So the, if you go to the Hollywood History Museum at the Max Factor Building at Hollywood and Vine, Roddy McDowell's bathroom is in the museum. You walk in, and it's the powder room for when you first walk into the house that had all these very interesting pictures on it and a letter from 20th Century Fox apologizing for submitting him for the Best Actor nomination instead of Best Supporting Actor nomination for Cleopatra. It was like, it's been okay. like, our bad. We apologize. You should have gotten it. It was our fault. Right. He had all these amazing pictures and things in his bathroom. When he passed away, Paul Rubens, 
Pee Wee Herman, right. said, who was a friend of Roddy's, you have to save the bathroom. So they literally, like, pulled the bathroom out. And and just reassembled yeah. it in yes. the Hollywood History, History Museum. Museum. Then, uh, and... and, and um, and Roddy was a uh, tireless promoter of the Screen Actors Guild Retirement Home. Okay. Uh, that was his pet cause. So we, my wife and I have been, we now host the dinners that he hosted. The fundraising dinners okay. every year. We, it was like, oh, right. We ha- it's called an evening at Roddy's and people come to the house. And we, and my wife works at HBO and we're in show business and we right. end up knowing, we know Paul Rubens. He, he right. came to this dinner at our right, house. Right. And, and, it, and it is one of those... Things are like I'm in my backyard and I'm with Pee Wee Herman in my backyard. It's the completely yeah, it's, that's just the it's, weirdest. It's a completely insane. Right. Uh, it, it's never lost on me for a New York second. Right. It's, right. Uh, I don't take it for granted for a half a second. Right. You're not just sort of yeah breezing along. So I took our children to see his show when it was in L.A. when the Pee Wee's the oh right right the, the live Pee Wee show downtown before it went to Broadway. Took them to see it. They went backstage to meet him. They sat on Cherry. Cherry wrapped its arms around them. It never <laughs> dawned on them that that was weird. <laughs> it was the right. most natural thing in the world. <laughs> what else would Cherry do? <laughs> so then we're going to have this dinner, and um, so we send the kids to their to my wife's parents' house for the night because it's going to have these grown ups over. Paul Rubens comes and goes, "Where are the ki- where are the kids?" <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, they're not here." And then we come back later, we're like. Pee Wee Herman was here, and they were furious. <laughs> no, he's the best guy to play with ever. They were so angry. Oh, my God. They were so angry. But the other thing I have is uh, I have a plan of the the extras masks. Okay. From the original are, series. Right. The over-the-head chimpanzee mask. Right. I have one of those was given to me by Dan Strepak, who was the head of the makeup department at Fox at the time. Okay. And then another one was given to me by uh, Peyton Reed, who's a director uh, directed the breakup and stuff, and he's a friend of mine in the Napes guy, and he was okay. cleaning out his collection and gave that to me. Excellent. Um, so I have I have some stuff, and then I have some weird um, location photos that I got when I worked at the Simpsons. I went into the Fox archives because I was on the lot, and right, I went through the production stills and pulled a couple photos. Now, do you think now? I just like Charlton Heston eating lunch on the set. Just in his like costume? That. Yeah, it's, I can show it to you online. Well, I, yeah. I can, I'll email it to you, and um, you can. It's it fantastic. It's uh, it's him in the middle of the desert in the astronaut suit, right? Sitting alone at a table <laughs> with crystal and china. And oh, it's really weird. <laughs> crystal and china. Yeah, oh, yeah it's Charles we're, and Heston. They we're going to make it nice. We're yeah, going to make, make it, it nice. nice for the people, right? Yeah, they make it nice. <laughs> fantastic. There'll be a goblet, and uh, yeah. that is not the. And he's all by carpenter. himself, which I find sad. That is kind of sad. Yeah, it's a. Uh, no one eats with Taylor. No one eats. Wow. No one eats with. No one eats with bright eyes. <laughs> bright eyes. Now, do you, am I wrong, or did I did, did I imagine this? Is that the first year? I felt like the first year or two that you worked on The Simpsons, that the number of monkey jokes jumped. <laughs> I genuinely think that that is true. That's probably true. I feel and probably my fault. <laughs> and fantastic. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, was was it the second year you worked there that they did the musical? No, uh, I was not there when they did Planet of the Apes the Musical, but um, Planet of the Apes the Musical was a live-action sketch that I wanted to do on the Ben Stiller show. Back in 97 or two. 92. Yeah. Wow. Um, and we... Ben Stiller show was amazing. Yes. Anyway, yeah. They did a People nice, should they find did a nice job. You can yeah. get them all on uh, on digital video disc or whatever it's called. Sure. Um, and we didn't do it there, and then it ended up... The same concept ended up at The Simpsons. 
Right, because it, it yeah. was yeah, it was great. I'm, it was not stolen. It was uh, no same thing. It's, it's just people don't came. Have, People with the same frame of reference and the same way of thinking of comedy, it's not hard to arrive at that. Right. It, yeah. I mean, there there are bad things that happen sometimes, but this is That not was the not case. one of them. That yes. was not the one yeah, of them. No. I was happy to see it. Good. Good yeah. to hear it. Good to hear it. It's yeah. uh now you said you had a sword. From chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Come on. Come that's on. A, uh, I wouldn't that's, have thought of that. Well that, that's just good writing. Yeah. And uh but you said you had a sword story. Or a spear oh, story. Oh yes, I do. And can I show you my well, you can't see it, but Speaking of Charlton Heston, the other day, yesterday, I was on the Warner Brothers Ranch. Oh. And I saw the what many people know as the Friends Fountain, the fountain from the opening of Friends. Oh, right, right. But it's also the fountain that Charlton Heston fell into and died at the end of The Omega Man. What? That's the same fountain? Yes. And if you look, across the street from it is Charlton Heston's house from The Omega Man. But there's no way Anthony Zerby could get a spear to go from there to there. Right. It was cheated. And that's when I realized the Omega Man was fake. Ah, uh, so close to thinking it was real. And then all of a sudden, devastated. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I thought it was all done for reals. Yep. That was, and, uh, uh, that's it. I love that stuff when you just like kind of walk around and go, oh, wait, I know that. Right. That 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 is one of the craziest things about driving around Los Angeles, where you're just like everything looks vaguely familiar. Yeah, and you're like, you saw it on a one Adam Twelve rerun when you were ten. (laughs) Exactly. You're like, is that Rydell High? (laughs) Oh yeah, all that stuff. And out here in the yeah, out here in 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 Van Nuys, you get you'll get you'll get your share of Valley Girl locations. You'll get a lot of uh, oh that the circus. A lot of emergency. A lot of yeah. A lot of dragnet. A lot of emergency was shot back here. Right. Right. Um, Almost everything to do. with cops is done on Van Nuys Boulevard just yep. because it's so well lit at yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can shoot almost any. You don't. You don't have to do any lighting. You can just drive because yeah. it's. They really want to find out who's doing crime <laughs> in real life. <laughs> it's all on Van Nuys Boulevard. It's all on Van Nuys Boulevard. It's all happening. Well, I remember being. I remember 1983, um, seeing Valley Girl when it came out, and at the time I was in college still in Massachusetts and. Uh, I was just like, man, I really want to live in L.A. It just looks like a great place. <laughs> Valley Girl. Yeah, even though it's Valley Girl, Girl which I, I knew it was garbage, but right. Like, um, I mean, not not. The, I mean, the movie's not garbage. Actually, really no, the great mo- movie, yeah, the but, movie's a good movie. But but I didn't. I didn't want to meet a Valley Girl. I wanted to like just live in that. Right. L.A. just seems so cool to me, and it's. It, it's never lost on me that I live here. I think it's really, I'm like, right. I really like it. I really like it too. It's, it's, I was in Seattle probably six months ago and in, in like the course of about four hours, four people had said to me, you live in Los, I hate Los Angeles. And yeah. the third person in the course of like three or four hours, finally I said, stop saying that. I live there on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just, I, had, I just say good. 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 Don't Stay come. away. Don't <laughs> yeah, come there's then. plenty of people there. Right, right. Cause I mean, <laughs> You know, it's it's like any town you live in. I mean, there's plenty of jackasses. I don't hang out with them. Well, it's like San Francisco. Out. San Francisco thinks it's in a feud with Los Angeles, and Los Angeles isn't is aware a, of it. I am not. A, it is very funny about <laughs> yeah, it's like, that. We hate L.A. Really? In L.A., people say San Francisco. They think, oh, what a great place to go for the weekend. I love San Francisco. Yeah, it's very so nice. cute. Yes. Yeah. The only thing I do mock a little bit is uh, Sacramento, because it has the creepiest name of uh, Old Sac. Old I think sack. it's the creepiest name of any part of town ever. <laughs> Gonna go around Old Sack. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, Withered Old Balls, which is the neighborhood <laughs> in, uh, outside of uh, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. <laughs> nice. I like it. You grew, so you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's what did, um, did you grow up on the Cape? Or I no? lived on the Cape for a while. My parents okay. moved to the Cape, but no, I lived out in, um, 
And like the near, like Worcester and a very blue collar kind of. You know, what's funny about Worcester is that uh, one of my best friends is from Worcester, Mass. And I never knew that Worcester was sort of. Uh, was rough sort and of, ready? Well, well, yeah. Like it was supposed to be this rough and ready kind of part of the Boston area. Yeah. Until, because her dad is a professor. And had, and, and became a Quaker, but had worked, tried to work within the, like, the Catholic Church for like 30 years to change the Catholic Church from within. Um, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Guess what didn't work? <laughs> I'm sorry, Professor yeah. True. No. And finally he had to leave and it devastated him and he became a Quaker and, you know, yeah. whatever. It's very sad. Well, check his uh, written works. Anyway. Wow. But, um. No, Worcester's a, you know, it's a. It's a blue collar town. Yeah, it's a blue collar town. But only in Massachusetts would a super blue collar town have like 13 colors. Yes. Yeah. Clark is there. And, yeah. There's yeah. there's like a half a dozen Clack. really good. Clack. It's like. Clack. Clack University's here. <laughs> he, he taught at some saint something. Yeah. That's where he taught. He taught at some Catholic I college. still I don't go back and, hey, you're so show business. Ain't there a lot of queers? You know, like, <laughs> right, right. Oh, the stuff about. You wear makeup? When you're you on TV, you wear makeup? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was oh, that, that mean you're queer? No. <laughs> I love. I'm queer because I sleep with men. Yeah, that's why. That's makeup what makes has nothing you gay. to do with it. Exactly. It's I, queer. I love... QUI. What are you queer? Was that? Did you do that joke on the? Um, let me just dork out a little bit about Danny Gold right now. Is uh, uh, thank God one of us is. Thank God. It's uh the the friendlies thing about your dad taking you to friendlies. Hmm. Oh yeah, remember that bit? Yeah, the pan. Yeah, I do a, remember that. The pancake man. The pancake man and your and mom. True story on Cape Cod. The pancake true, man is there was a line about about every can of beer being like another um, brick on the wall of our separation or something. It, like it was. That. I think it was. I thought it was a, a bullet in the chamber of his oh, emotional. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That yeah. was it. Wow. Guess who's memorized your act? Every can of beer is a bullet in the chamber of his emotional pistol or something. That was it. And then your mom and your your mother's out in the, out in the, out in the, uh, the parking lot building a a cross. She's going to haul herself up on there. We got to go. Yes. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I loved your act. Wow. And, uh, turns out huge fan, Danny Gold. Uh, people always say, who are your favorite comics? I say you and, uh, Maria Bamford. Wow. There you go. That's good company. That's good. if you could write down any of that stuff that I used to do, that'd be great. Just send it off. <laughs> send it off because you'd like to do those materials again. And, um, yeah, materials. Dark materials. Okay, so what I like to do is I like to, uh, to talk about sort of things that you would recommend that people might read or play or, uh-huh. you know, games and movies and books and stuff that, that just sort of a litany. <laughs> sure. Or just a couple is um, fine too. With me, uh, I'm, I'm into, uh, I'm more of, uh, because of my time is, with with three midgets, right? In you have my children house. and, and yeah. nine jobs. I have some great. Yeah, I have some some. Uh, here's what I would recommend you you watch. Here's okay. some recommendations. Yes. Um, the BBC's new Sherlock Holmes, entitled Sherlock, really is an updated. Uh, Sherlock Holmes takes place in the modern world. The guy who plays Watson mm-hmm. is playing Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit. Oh, cool. So it's very and, and so it's a new series. It's a new series. Is it on First, BBC America or yes. you got to get the okay. BBC America? But you can also get the DVD. It's I think three or four ninety-minute movies. Oh, miniseries. Okay. They're yeah, but they're it's a series. They're doing a second season. Oh, good. Yeah, it's fantastic. The same writer and his name escapes me did another series on BBC that I highly recommend called Jekyll, which is a like modern updated Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Awesome. Really amazing. Um, HBO fans and will be very uh, edified. Uh, to know Game of Thrones comes out in April. Which is that book series yes, that I never uh, read. Uh, Fire and the House of Fire and Icers. 
Right. Did um, you read the books? I did not read the books. We have the books. Right. Um, uh, full disclosure, my wife is basically the reason it's a show. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Right, right. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, um, I, my, she, my brothers love the uh, the books. Yeah. Uh, the show, I've seen a lot of the show. Uh, it's really great. Really great it's and really fun and great. well done. And yeah. Is it, is it uh, smart and sorcery kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. Okay. Smart and uh but 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 really well written and and, and really smart. Oh uh, great. Um magazine wise, uh my favorite magazine as a kid is is out again. It's called Famous Monsters of Filmland. Sweet. And it is uh it is it is now published again and it is a, one of the best um genre magazines out there and it's not just gore, which is great. I mean it covers yeah. everything, but it's also like and uh an unpublished Ray Bradbury story. Really? And an yeah, and an interview with Alan Ball. Okay. And, yeah, so it's 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 uh it's very literate it's for smart people and uh it's a great magazine. You can uh, uh I think it's captaincompany.com or if you just uh do famous monsters yeah, of filmland. A filmland on Google, you'll get yeah. it. It's a great uh it's a great uh magazine to read. That's great. Cool. Yes. It's I uh yeah, I do you do you end up playing any games? Do you end up like with no, the kids honestly, at all? I have, well, no, the games that I play, the kids aren't. You know, the, they're all sort of hi ho and yeah, kind of, yeah. You know. We're just got my 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 oldest daughter is a little dark, um, but uh, you know, we play the Nightmare Before Christmas board game. Ooh, very nice. That's what very she's nice. Into. Yeah, but she's she, she like she loves like her favorite movie is Coraline. Oh, that, she likes <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. And, uh, so she can take some likes, dark. They like no, she's pretty good. She likes the Corpse Bride a lot more than I did. Yeah. Um, no, no, she's a, she's a dark little kid. She's oh, fun. Well done, well she's, done. She, when she was three, she was really into Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. The best scene li- of which he liked the girl was her. Oh, okay. He likes her. Oh, okay. He protects her, so oh. she felt good. I cut out the scene in the. Uh, I cut out the first hour and a half. Right. And started it when they got to the island. Which you is only have what everyone hour hour. should have. Well, <laughs> kids don't need a history of the casting processes for musical. <laughs> um. Started when they get to the boat, uh, when they get to the island, and then I would cut out the scene in the uh, ravine with the slugs, and because oh, okay. that was a little too much for her. Um, what about the uh, the dinosaur scene? That's my no, favorite she loved scene. It. Yeah, I loved that's it. the best scene in the movie. For yeah, me. the fight. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the movie. That's that that's that. I, I wish it would have been two and a half hours of that. Yeah, me too. I agree, hundred percent. That would have been fantastic. There's yeah. a game she might enjoy uh, that I I obviously bring up i think every episode is my favorite board game right now it's called pandemic and you play as a group against the board oh and you try to stop a pandemic that's going to kill everybody in the world and guess what you usually lose Uh, true true yeah and uh (laughs) it's a really it's kind of tense in the there's a lord of the rings game where you play against the uh the sauron uh-huh, play right. five hobbits. Right. They bring Fatty Bolger back just so they can have a fifth player. But uh but Christopher Lee would say, It is pronounced Sarunog. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I loved his commitment dick. to it. Exactly. <laughs> I did like his commitment yeah. to it. It's it is weird. <clears throat> did you um I read The Lord of the Rings probably every year. Oh, good so for you. So it's, it's one of my it's one of my major dorkdoms. So right. my thing with Peter Jackson. I read The Lord is, of the Dance. You read Lord of the Dance. Go. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's I I think that he he Peter Jackson fell in love with the world, not mm-hmm. so much the book. Yeah. And so he does a better job with the world, I think, than he does with the with the actual literature. And yeah. Uh, and I do think that it is literature anyway. Oh, um, I, I think that's indisputable. Um, yeah, that was the you know it is one of those things like. 
<laughs> with King Kong too. It's like I, lo- I love the movies. I love the movie as much as anybody. Right. I don't think we need to know how the boat was made. Right. <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> yeah. Just get going. Like, what are the best like old like? Because I I remember watching a vampire movie when I was a kid that were. That were scary, but they weren't too scary. They were fine. I was eight years old. I Some of the best vampire movies that you can... Uh, have you ever seen The Night Stalker, the TV movie with Darren McGavin from 1972? Okay. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, it spawned a TV series in 1974, but get the pilot from 1972, The Night Stalker. Okay. Um, House of Dark Shadows is a fantastic vampire movie made in 1971, spinoff of the TV show Dark Shadows. But it was a Soon movie Soon to be movie, Tim right? Burton and Johnny Depp's next movie, Okay. Dark Shadows, but mm-hmm. this was a movie... Made in 1971. That's great. Uh, House of... Uh, Horror of Dracula, the Hammer, Christopher Lee's first Dracula movie with Hammer, Horror of Dracula, yeah. is unbelievable. Uh, probably the best Dracula movie in terms of telling the story. What, what year? What, what, 1958 or 57. See, I think that's... Cause we but had in a, Technicolor. And, and, in and, color. And, yeah. Uh, Horror of Dracula is in Technicolor. Uh, and Brides of Dracula, which was sort of a sequel without Christopher Lee but with Peter Cushing. Uh, is Van Helsing amazing? Those okay. are all great vampire movies. Great vampire, yeah, and not as scary. Not any one of them as scary as um, what was the Dracula movie that was supposed to be funny? Uh, <laughs> where um, Shadow of the Vampire? Was oh, with, to be with Willem Dafoe. With Willem Dafoe. Oh, hilarious! Yeah. I don't think you need the director. <laughs> oh, hilarious! <laughs> I was up till four in the morning. Yeah, I'm so not good with scary movies, but yeah. like, but I remember watching the Dracula movies when I was a kid, going, "Okay, well, they're not really." I mean, the Draculas yeah. were never that. You know, no. the vampires were never terrifying. No, Willem Dafoe freaking nailed it. Yeah, he was and great. I was scary I, anyway. Yeah, you ever, scary. Like, seen him at the Whole Foods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's, he's very scary. Um, and, and, uh, speaking of Dracula, Gary Oldman, um, you'll, oh. I, you'll see it a whole, you can see it whole foods. Excellent people. I, you know who else will Studio see? City whole Charles foods. Fleischer. You can yeah. also see it. The, <laughs> it's um, a lot. Yeah. He's, a lot. He, he's at, uh, it's a, I love it's Roger, Roger Rabbit, but, uh, Charles Fleischer hitting on the tiny children is a lot for me. Yeah. And when I say I, tiny I children, need to go. these are adults. I need to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love you, Charles. I, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I see. We were at our whole foods once and this was a hilarious going pull into the driver's parking lot and i see just like a you know like a not great car like a like a not a plymouth duster but something like sure. like an like a car like that with a battlestar galactica bumper sticker awesome i go oh <laughs> whoever's car belong whoever owns that car they're my favorite person right walk in first person i see in the whole foods richard hatch richard hatch who yeah. I don't know who that is. Oh, he was a star of Battlestar Galactica. Excellent. You know he what was, I like? He was that a, I don't know who anybody. Is. He was a, but he was. A, it was just like, oh, it's your car. That's awesome. <laughs> That's ideal. I love that. Yeah. It's, and I and I like the commitment. You know, I um, I'm an acting teacher, uh, Carrie Dobro, mm-hmm. who was on um, Babylon Five. Right. And she Bab was Bab Five. Bab Five. Bab five. The kids called it. Right. And Natch. um. Never watched Babylon Five. Was always a was yeah. always a Star Trek, Next Trek kind of person. Mm-hmm. Person and um, but she was the greatest act. She's really the best acting teacher I've ever had. Yeah. And I had her for twelve weeks, three times a week, four hours a day. Oh, was that a Meisner thing? Or? Yeah, it was like yeah. a Meisner thing. And uh, and at the end of it, I asked her if she would be interested in directing my solo show, and she said that she hated solo shows. <laughs> and uh, but she would read it anyway. Uh-huh. And uh, and she read it, and then. She calls me up and like a week later and she goes, you know, I was watching some of your videos on online. You're really funny as a stand-up comic. And I was like, 
oh, thanks. And she goes, no, like, really funny. And I said, Carrie, we just spent 12 weeks together. This shocked. Uh, that's not flattering <laughs> at a certain point <laughs> where yeah. it's becoming. Um, I thought you were possibly retarded. <laughs> I thought you were terrible. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, you know, acting, learn skill, learn skill, this Meisner thing. I'm new. And, uh, but she, um, I don't know so why I'd want to <laughs> no, tell that story. It's a good I, one. I, it speaks very well of you if she went, if you went to a Meisner class and she didn't know that you're a comedian. When you, that's a really great sign. Well, I I tried to. I, that was my whole thing. Is I was trying yeah. to keep it real. It's <laughs> I was trying. St- people don't understand this. It, you know, stand up comedy and acting are are not. They are the opposite of each other. <laughs> totally people are like, different. Oh, if you're skills. a great stand up, you'd be a great actor. Not one has nothing to do with the other. One is about talking. One is about listening. Yeah. Very different. Very different. And it's yeah. a freaking learned skill. Yeah. It's like, and I tried to take an improv Like class. framing a house. Right. Exactly. It's like framing a house. Also, not a very much learned skill. Yeah. Improv learned skill, I'm terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Was not, tried to take a class on that. I was like, this is never going to work out. Yeah. But acting, I think I could do if I had, yeah. you know, 27 years. I would say stand up, not a learned skill. Stand up? I don't think you can learn how to do stand up. I don't, you know what? I mean, if you don't if you don't have a natural proclivity towards it, right? I don't think you could you can bluff your way through it. No, I think you can get better at it, and I think everybody is born with timing now, just because the cameras are in their faces. Yeah, that's true. And but like I worked with a guy, uh, let's say it was a long time ago, and uh, let's say his name was Dan Gould. <laughs> let's say it was last weekend. No, but let's <laughs> say it was it was. But he wasn't funny. He was, he was genuinely. That always amazes me. He wasn't funny and he had been doing it for 13 years, he yeah. said. And I was like, I don't understand why you're still working and yet, and not getting any better. And, but completely unaware I of it. I know, it's mind boggling. I know a couple of those people who's just like, wow. Right. You're aggressively not funny. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think, but I do think like. Now well, you're being stubborn. <laughs> Exactly. Stop it. Drop it. Drop it. Step away. And but I wish that. Um. Yeah. I, like I. I don't have a problem with classes. I used to have it like like just a knee jerk reaction to classes. Uh-huh. But now I think classes, if 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 they do nothing except for make you sit in a room with someone who isn't funny and go, well, if they can do it, that's true. Uh, I could probably do it. And if it gets them on stage, and then you have to do open mic a bajillion times anyway. So yeah. I mean, the whole pro- yeah the whole. The whole point of open mics is you'll learn how to do it. Right. Just over, and it's no free. No one can teach you how to It's do free, it. and all you are is just a drain yeah. on that is, person's right. napkin supply. There is someone who can teach you how to do it. You. <laughs> you. You and the 12 <laughs> yeah. people yeah. watching you. Go, tape your set, listen to it later, take out the stuff that's not funny. Right. Throw yourself against that wall again. Again and again. again. Danny Gould, thank you oh so much. Oh my god, much. I had so much fun, and I'm sorry I, uh, Taking so long to get me up here. Oh no worries. This was great. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Do we know? Did I say the? Uh, who knows if I said the Mike Rickberg? Mike Rickberg does the opening song and the closing song. Mm-hmm. Patrick Brady fixes the audio. They're both awesome gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Dork Force. Tune in next time. Have a great time out there. Take care. Bye. My hat. My hat. My hat. They're dancing around. My hat. <laughs> my hat. My hat. My hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?